What's up, everybody? And welcome to a very special episode of Elite POV, where it's Christmas time, and you know what that means. I am one of your hosts, Phil Cataldo, but I'm very cold, very, very cold this week. But you can call me Philium, alongside someone who will be the coldest person on this show because she decided, she said, I am Kitsunyeta ready at all times. <laughs> that is a draw. Jackie Rodriguez, what is up? What is up? Not the temperature. That's for damn sure. <laughs> it is. It one. is freaking ah. freezing. Ah. You like that segue, huh? <laughs> no, it is. It is pretty damn cold. But I wanted to be festive. I mean, I didn't have the the uh, the Santa hat thing going like Kimmy did. Um, so I had to get creative, and I was like, "What can I do?" So I wanted to look like an ornament. Like you could put me on a freaking Christmas tree. So I'm like, That's throw, the sequen- throw the sequence <laughs> on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel very festive, but I'm freaking freezing. I literally have a heating pad on my chair. I'm toasting my buns. So I'm doing good. I'm doing and good. I don't have a Christmas hat in reach. I probably have one here somewhere. But I said, you know what? Everybody always talks about the good things of Christmas. Let me represent the bad things of Christmas and show these kids that if you don't act right, your team will lose and get embarrassed on national television, on Amazon Prime as well. So, on your oh, birthday. so the bad things of Christmas. So the Jets are green. The Grinch is yep. green. There you go. There you go. There you go. My eyes are green. Yeah. Well, this Warlow hoodie has green on it. You're you're grinching it up. I'm grinching it up. And now the voice you hear, of course. The man buried under how many feet of snow? Oh, Mr. Kyle like Masters, what's up? <laughs> Mr. Sick Masters, I'm still recovering. I've been, I've been had a cold. I've had this cold for like almost a week now. And you just got the cold. Everybody go getting. away. It just won't. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm because two days ago watching Dynamite, I was in rough shape. But uh, uh, it's been one hell of a week. Like I haven't even been able to shave. That's how bad it is. Like my beard's getting long. I'm gonna get as long as Phil soon. Do it. Um, but. Uh, other than that, yeah, I, I was supposed to go in because uh, all my Christmas stuff is so I keep all my because of the apartment. There's not enough room, so like I use my dad's basement as a storage unit. Basically, all my Christmas stuff is there, and I was gonna go there today, but sure enough, winter storms like ah, you ain't going nowhere. You're staying inside, and you're getting naked for the third week in a row, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Three weeks in a row. Let's go. Jackie's halfway there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jackie came prepared this week. Don't have and far the, to go. The fourth host on this show. I'm going to be honest with you. I want to V-trigger through a wall right now because she's wearing a CM Punk shirt. And that is Miss Kimmy Soko. What's up? I told you. We went through this. We've taken my outfit for tonight. Yeah, together. what did I say? Ring of Honor hoodie. We discussed this. I got the receipts. All right? And you still... I said you could wear the punk shirt. Ring of Honor hoodie over it. Jesus well, Christ. Well, you you know, are dressed in anti-W... You are in anti-AW attire right now. The only reason... This? The only reason I am 1% okay with it is because you're kind of promoting... FTR with with Dax Harwood, which is going to be all of our new favorite podcasts, and I think CM Punk's going to be the first guest, right? Isn't that like a thing? No, the world hates the, me. He's he's the topic, not the guest. Oh, good, thank God. So like, Damn. so like, okay, I didn't so need Dax getting in trouble his first episode so, of his podcast and then getting sued so, like Cabana. So this is what I mean. This it, what's going to go on here. So like, the first podcast that CM Punk does after leaving the Fed back in the day was Cole Cabana's, and he just ripped the Fed apart. 
Mm-hmm. Now, this is the first podcast he's doing or the topic of since leaving or quote unquote leaving AEW. We really don't actually know until we see what happens in the future. Is this going to be a podcast where it's just like it rips AEW apart? <laughs> like, what's going on here? No. Like, is, and he's, he's not. Think- wait, so he's not actually on it. He's not. No. So then what the hell was no. the point of that picture? So they're, no, they're, gonna talk they're talking about, about him. So weird. Friends and a familia and how, you know, they're they're like the sons of Bret Hart. That's the whole conversation. So then like, why didn't he post Bret a picture Hart's of like them together? It's in crazy AW. that if they're the sons of Bret Hart and like FTR got the, the excellence part of it and Punk got the miserable part of it. Because like, I don't understand why like. Jesus wow. Christ, bro. You know what it is. They'll be like, hey, Bret Hart, did you like your sandwich? You'd be like, yeah, it was pretty good. But you know who fucking sucks? Goldberg. And you're like, Jesus, Bret. Yeah. We're not even talking about you, wrestling. You know who can't make a sandwich, though? Goldberg. Guy sucks. Goldberg. Goldberg, give me a fucking concussion. Which he did. Yeah. I still hate Goldberg, but still. We got to move on, Brett. I don't like sandwiches okay. the same anymore because Goldberg. Because yeah, Goldberg, that piece of shit. Um, uh, but if it's just your first time listening, welcome. We do the show every Friday. And Kyle likes to get naked on it. So you, you got to make sure you tune in live. YouTube.com slash Elite POV. Twitch.com slash Elite POV. At least until Elon tells us we can't promote our show on, <laughs> on uh, live platforms either. So that's fun. If you guys want to follow the show on Twitter, if Elon doesn't burn it to the ground, at Elite POV on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> Elite POV Clips, where we post some fun stuff. Uh, the videos I've been doing feeling myself have gotten some good traction so we thank you guys for sharing it giving us some views and likes we thank you over there and yeah if you like what you hear patreon.com slash elite pov if you guys want to donate it's the holiday season we have some great new shows starting in the new year so make sure you don't want to miss that and shop elite for all the great merchandise we have up there and all the great merchandise we have coming so stay tuned to that but like we said Dax Harwood has a new podcast. I don't think I could be more excited for Jackie to listen to this podcast. And I'm going to put this out there in the universe. Dax, we had you on our podcast. You need to have Jackie on your podcast. 100%. Okay? Oh, man. Manifest that. All right. That would be amazing. They could title it FTR Girl 4679 with FTR Dax. Yeah. Great interview. There Jackie, how are you feeling that you have a new podcast that you're going to be obsessed with? Frankie Bebop in the chat. Frankie Bebop. Franklin Delano or Beboppington. Beboppington. Oh, wait. Before shout. we get to that, Jackie, shout out to Nate who's recovering from the surgery. Woo! Shout out to Nate. We're throw, with you. Throw them heart. hearts up. Mama POV also in the chat. The Rodriguez family showing up strong this week. Now, Jackie, talk about your new podcast and how much you're going to listen to it more than ours. My new podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the new podcast that that I'm going to be on weekly. Just kidding. Yeah, you're the producer, aren't you? Isn't it you, that guy, and Dax? That guy, (laughs) Matt Coon. (laughs) Um, Hey, yo. What a name. But uh, Yeah, interesting. But um, no, I... I'm really excited about this one because, you know, Dax Harwood at a microphone, you really can't go wrong here. Um, 
what I love to think that ideally the the favor could be returned and I, I could pop up over there. Sure. But no, it's it, it, it'll, it'll be a really interesting thing. They said the FTR stands for family tequila and wrestling. Oh, so um, wrestling with an R. <laughs> yes. But um, it, but if it's going to be him really um, getting to the heart of things, not just, you know, about things inside the wrestling ring, but just real life stuff. Um, this is going to be a really great, insightful podcast, and it's going to be a lot of fun to listen to. So I can't wait. I believe the debut is December 29th. So, yes. I'm and for hyped. anybody um, who previously subscribed to William Regal's podcast, it's on that same feed. Yes. Because if you, if you, if you, I clicked the feed on Spotify and it brought it up, and I'm like, what are all these William Regal episodes? But I guess since William Regal went back to the Fed, uh, it frees up this guy. Matt Kuhn is his name? Yes. It freed him up, and now he's doing a podcast with uh, Dax. So it does suck. We don't get to hear William Regal talk anymore. But, hey, Dax ain't nothing to be upset about. That's going to be one incredible podcast, and we're all very, very excited about that. I can't wait. Jackie has already subscribed twice somehow. (laughs) I'm All my multiple burner accounts are subscribed. All of them. We got to get this up there. Social media, everything. Jackie's going to promote them more than us. (laughs) <laughs> she's gonna leave us for that podcast soon <laughs> that is not true yeah, she is. i'm not going 100%. anywhere you can't get yeah. rid of me that easy sorry sorry she's to gonna show she's gonna show up on uh on his podcast with an elite pov shirt and dump it in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> wow like a wonder blaze did medusa, a medusa a yeah like medusa did right same she's thing. also a lunger blaze yeah yes same that is person. correct okay yeah like yep. medusa did and they go, I don't, bro, I don't know about wrestling. I, I'm just here because they look good, you know? <laughs> Bring back the brawn panties matches. Oh, those were yeah. great. <laughs> oh, my God. Was there any news this week? Oh, a little bit. This is going to be an all over the place show, uh, okay? We're tired. We're cold. I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring some fucking stuff up. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Kimmy Ready the for in my thing? <laughs> I'm not a child. Oh my god! Again, you saw my ID that said I was 21. You held it in your All right. hand. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we got when uh, Warner Brothers Discovery's <laughs> deal with AEW expires the end of 2023. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, the feeling is that uh, AEW wants to stay loyal to the WBD brand uh, for the very important next round of negotiations coming up. WBD actually has an option year for both Dynamite and probably Rampage, which in uh, most believe is to have a price escalator as part of the option. So uh, that'll be interesting to see uh, AW in the new year with WBD and uh, them going forward. I think that's going to be huge the next set of negotiations with uh, AEW because they've been nothing but happy with AEW and they want to do big things with it. So AEW is about to get transcended into another level when it comes to TV deals and stuff like that uh, going into next year. So it's gonna yeah, be it's definitely going to be a weird year for Warner Brothers Discovery because this is the first full year we're going to see where they implement all the changes that we've been talking about all year, right? Of course, if you guys don't know, Discovery bought Warner Brothers earlier this year and they've been moving stuff around. If you guys, I thought it was the other way around, isn't it? Warner Brothers bought nah, Discovery. The other way no, Discovery bought them. Are you sure? Not the other way around. I don't no. think that's right. Discovery Discovery has more money than Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers was losing money because of the DC films and all the stuff that they're doing is not making money. And it, like, uh, 
they bought HBO Max. That's why there was talks of putting HBO Max on the Discovery Plus platform. And then the head of Warner Brothers Discovery is the person who was the head of Discovery. Oh, shit, you were right. Well, there yeah, you go. They, so, <laughs> like, that's the thing uh, where people were like, well, the Warner Brothers people were high on AEW and were high on wrestling, but would Discovery be like that? That was the big fear. So, I mean, we're in for a very interesting year when it comes to that. Uh, I know there's talks of rebranding HBO Max. I know we've talked about on this show the potential of hopefully maybe one day Ring of Honor being on an HBO Max. Um, I think or, it's going to be uh, one uh, giant like super streaming platform for them. Like they're going to yeah, combine HBO saying, so Max, know, Discovery. We don't know Plus. what it's going to look like, right? Yeah. And, and like Kyle said, at the end of 2023 is when AEW is up. So we'll see. I mean, they've already moved AEW from TNT to TBS due to the sports commitments that they have. They brought on hockey, so now AEW would really never be shown on Wednesdays because they have stuff going on all year long. And it's just like I think that they work well together, but. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous, but also kind of excited because we could see this maybe partnership get a little better. But what do you think of all this, Kimmy? So I think the interesting thing is I think it was a couple weeks ago that they fired all or most of their executive branch. So there's hella changes going on over there. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think the other thing they're going to try to capitalize on is, you know, they've talked about doing other shows besides wrestling, like how they had Roads to the Top. I think they want to do another show like that. So I mm. think we're going to see more of that programming as well. But yeah, it should be interesting if they decide to get their shit together and not fire everybody. Listen, I know this will make <laughs> me sound like a mark, but I think it would be based on the YouTube numbers that they were able to get. Give Ty and Sammy a reality show. Like I, I just feel like it makes sense, right? If it's like a short-lived show, why not? Why not take a shot in the dark, right? They do the vlog stuff anyway. What's the difference? Just have real cameras following them. They live a very interesting life. I want to see what them do, do like Jackie? gaming shows, gaming type shows. Yeah, but are they going to put that on TV? They'll put that on the network. I mean, on like the app or whatever. Reality you shows, what I mean? it's tough because it's been done. So like, it, it'd be, I'd wonder how much interest there would be for them. I mean, didn't yeah. Rose to the Top get a lot of interest? Hmm. I think I liked it. I watched it before Cody stabbed me in the heart. Weirdly enough, oh I thought I'd seen that the drama. I thought I'd seen that the show that they did had more views than that. The one that Cody was a judge on <laughs> ended up getting more views than uh, Rhodes. Well, I top. mean, that show was a bigger show anyway. It was it wasn't like it was well, I mean a was... competition based show. Yeah, it was kinda not gaming, I guess. Oh, then Carrie's texting was... me saying that didn't they start filming a reality show at the start of December? Like a backstage they reality did. show? Oh yeah, so, I mean, right. so that's something they'll get. Yeah, I guess maybe that. if you do a whole company, and you could kind of focus like, oh, this episode's gonna be about these wrestlers. Maybe that's a, a different take on it. Yeah, that to me would be a more of interest personally, like a documentary based kind of show. Like if they don't get to like trash TV reality show, like where you could tell that it's completely scripted and like they're doing things like you know fabricating scenes just for drama and stuff like oh, that. that like i can't stand like when they do shows like that i mean yes that's like the kind total of stuff divas. That, yeah that's the kind of stuff <laughs> that generates ratings because people do kind of eat that kind of content up but i think that if they can do it like in a tasteful way where it's like you're generating the interest of people who genuinely want to see like some of the behind the scenes 
stuff that goes on and, you know, like on a real reality based stuff, they could probably produce some really cool content with that. I just think they have to really sit down and, and decide what type of progress they want to make in 2023. Do they want to become the casual fan company? like WWE is and cater to them to try to grow the audience at any, by any means necessary, or do they want to kind of double down and build the diehard fan base? Because you do shows like Jackie's talking about for diehard fans and give them the, like the real behind the scenes access. That's not going to get a big rating, but it will do like, you'll have this like crazy fan base that will stick behind it. Because don't like, people get enough I of that though with vlogs? Like, a lot of the wrestlers there have vlogs that are they kind of go backstage a lot, so people kind of already get that type of. True, know. but if you're putting it on TV, you're trying to grow your audience. Yeah. Like with a Total Divas, and like Total Divas was incredibly fake, so like they would kind of. I, I wouldn't say that drama is what gets people to tune in. Yeah, I think the TV shows would probably try to get get the casuals, but as for like the on screen product, they'll probably just still cater to the the hardcores, like with Dynamite so. and Rampage, because like. You, they, they, or I think we would have seen changes already because each week, like they, they do a lot of things that are more geared towards hardcore fans that you know that know and mm-hmm. or have done their research or I've seen, like they'll mention someone like, oh, it's this guy, and it's like it's not like there to be where they do vignettes every single week. I know there's the, they could introduce some other people differently, like Just in the casual swerve his own talk show, yeah, <laughs> right. He interviews all the people on a podcast anyway. Just make that a real show. On like whatever app they have or something, but uh, anyways, some other news. I think we can give a big shout out to Maki Ito on her recent statements saying loyal to AEW and wanting mm-hmm. to stay with AEW in the US, which is great. Hopefully, she gets signed one day. I think it'll be a big get for that division. Um, here's something we can talk about, and we can get our round the table thoughts on it. The whole Miro situation. <laughs> so, quote from Dave Meltzer. Uh, Khan came into came to Miro. He had an idea which would help, which would build a match to the November pay per view, which was full gear. And I guess he would job. I guess he was he was set to lose. I guess Miro didn't want to do it. Some people, uh, a lot of people that come from WWE are very leery. Obviously, Brian Danielson being the exception about doing jobs. So I guess Miro was brought an idea about him jobbing to someone who doesn't say who it is. Um, and then he didn't like it, and that's why he's not being booked right now. And then apparently it's Lana's or CJ Perry's not doing any favors by throwing some uh, gasoline on the fire with recent comments she's made saying that uh, Rusev Day will be back in the WWE one day. So, like, it's uh, not looking good well, with the whole Miro situation right now. It's so weird when it... Go ahead, Kimmy. Go first. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, these are two of the most bitter people I've ever met in my life. So I've worked with CJ and I've worked with Rusev. Oh my God. These two are never satisfied. Like I've literally sat in a room and heard them complain for hours upon hours upon hours. So this is not shocking to me. I could totally see this happening. Like, just be grateful you have a job. My God. I don't it's, understand it, how Don't you think it's weird though? So like. Angry. Don't you think it's weird no. that like there's there's like I get it's a business, right? You're in this to make money. You're you're not as wrestlers like this is a job. This is a career. So like I get that side of it, but to be so protective of a character that 
you don't even like you refuse to be used just because at the end of the story you're gonna lose and it's like things happen and you have to adjust i mean look at ftr right we'll talk about this later like they end Mm -hmm. up losing but it's like you know sometimes to build the territory that you're in you have to lose to build the next people up and and obviously miro deserves better than just losing but like we said on last week's show if you have a champion like mjf who they are building and pushing to the moon right now and someone who's super young and who's someone who's probably going to be a champion for over a year. Like there's no room for Miro right now. So you take what you can get and maybe in the storyline of you losing something happens, you get crazy over with the crowd, even more over than he is right now. And then Tony wants to use you in a bigger storyline. But like, if you're not on TV, there's no way they're going to see if they want to use you or not. So it's kind of like you're killing yourself in that uh, aspect. Agreed. But I think that was the thing in WWE. Like, that's why he was so frustrated because he would always lose. And I guess he was promised, oh, he's going to be this huge thing in AEW. And that's where we get all the, like, superstars being frustrated. And this was, this is part of it. So I'm not shocked. Like, this is one of the things I'm like, oh, makes sense. Just kind of sounds like he's not patient to me. That's my my guess. He just he's he's not really patient. Like he was gone for a while, doing some filming stuff, and then when he came back, they it's not like they just didn't have anything for him. They presented him with an idea, and now he's being bitter about it, and yeah, he doesn't want to stay patient and, and and have something. You know, maybe at the end of that story, he loses, and then something pushed to him again after that, and maybe he ends up winning at that story. But he just he doesn't want to stay patient. He wants you know stories to be brought to him right now, which is cr- he's lucky that that even happened. Because from our understanding is what the the concept backstage is. They don't have a lot of stories for people. They expect wrestlers to come up with their own stories and to come yeah. to Tony Khan and any and executives or whoever's in charge with ideas and pitch ideas. So like he, it kind of just looks like he expects the red carpet to be rolled out every single time and you know to be hand you know walk his hand walk his hand to the ring into all these feuds. And then if he's not winning, he doesn't like it. You know, he's just kind of being a big baby at this point. Yeah, I just find it interesting that, you know, when they when people use the term, you know, to be jobbed out to somebody um, on the basis of of what you're going to come in and you're going to lose to somebody. um, I think there's a big difference between and we're going to get into this probably later on when we're talking about certain matches. I think there's a big difference between losing a match and and being jobbed out consistently. Yeah. So you're not going to win every single match. But does that mean that you're being, you know, that you're being perceived as a jobber consistently in your character? It's just you have to be present in order to be relevant. And if you're like how Phil said, if you are not out there consistently on TV, you're going to continue to fade out into the background. And we were, you know, week after week, like every time. Where's Miro? What the hell is Miro doing? And for a while, it's like, oh, he's working on this project, that project, or he's out on injury or something like that. And then it's just kind of like after a while, somebody's not on TV and you're like, you kind of like forget that they exist for a while. So why would you not take that opportunity, even if it is a losing match, to go out there and make yourself, you know, known again, to make yourself relevant again? I just think that it becomes like an issue of like coming across as somewhat spoiled. Mm-hmm. and it just like it kind of puts a bad taste out there like i don't know it's so then it's like do you want to be there or it's like is it kind of like well if you're not booking me in the top spot if you're not booking me to be like this monster winning machine then then i don't want it 
well, what do you want then? I, I don't know. It's just it's a slippery weird. slope too because that was some of the stuff that we heard about Punk, right? Like, oh, I don't want to put this guy over. I don't want to work with this guy. But it's like AEW is the machine, right? I know that mm-hmm. when it comes to WWE, we already know it's it's you know it was Vince's way. Now it seems to still kind of be Vince's way, even though he's not there, or maybe he's there. Who knows what the hell goes on behind the scenes? But it's like it's one way and it's going to go one way and it's one person's decision and that's it. I know AEW is more of like a for the wrestlers company, but it's still Tony Khan's vision. He's head of creative. He's the one who's going to book these shows. So it's like, if you're not physically in front of him, he has an entire other roster to worry about an entire other roster who is saying the same things that Miro was. So he's trying to appease everybody. Plus in the same time, build the younger talent. Like we've seen, done especially over the last few months look at someone like jungle boy who loses all the time but it's still beloved still on tv and when he wins it's a big deal i know it's different because miro's like a monster but look at like brian cage brian cage gets jobbed out like that's what getting jobbed out looks like this dude didn't do anything for like two years after debuting at double or nothing that one time so it's like you're not getting jobbed out and it sucks for miro too because clearly he was doing something with house of black around all out and then with the stuff of like is he or is he not Malachi Black going to leave? And Is Buddy leaving? Like, what's going on? Like, all that stuff that happened around the all-out time, that clearly messed up whatever they were doing with Miro. But, I mean, look at how FTR got messed up when the whole punk thing happened, right? But you got to push through. You got to stay strong. And you got to take whatever you can get just to get on television because you never know what's going to pop you in the eyes of the fans and the office. But... Hopefully this could be resolved the same way the House of Black stuff was, was uh, resolved. Yeah, Because I do love Miro, and I want him to stay here because I love how they present them here, and I love the freedom that he's given. But, I mean, if you're going to cry about it, then go back to the Fed and be, like, one of the people because now WWE is starting to have the same problem where everyone's re-debuting over there, but there's only so much TV time. So yeah. it's like kind of be happy where you are no matter what company you work for. Like, kind of try to make the best of what you have. Pitch your own ideas. If you're yeah. you're sitting there like saying you should be booked better, okay, how should you be booked better? Come up with your ideas and go to them and say, this is what I want to do. And maybe they'll work with you. Just, I have to go to Ring of Honor. Just weird. I don't know. Imagine if they build up Miro versus yeah. versus Claudio. Yeah. And like that's the person who takes the belt off Claudio and Miro gets to run wild on Ring of Like that would be yeah. dope. And you're still a world champion. Like he wants to be a world champion. That's a world championship that's recognized. Yeah. Yeah. It's borderline impossible to break into whatever the 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 structure mm-hmm. and the planning that Tony Khan has for the AEW World Championship because he plans like four or five years in advance. Yeah. Right? Like we mm-hmm. know that he planned the first four champions before the company even started. Like we knew that. So like I'm sure he has a list of people yeah. are ready to go after MJF. So I don't know. So, it is what it is. So quickly before we get into Dynamite, last two bit of news, really small. Uh, we kind of touched base on it last week. Uh, it's confirmed that starting January 4th in the episode in Seattle, Dynamite and Rampage are going to have completely different looks, new production. Oh, it's confirmed, confirmed. Yeah, it's, new, it's, new okay. production, new sets. The new set thing still intrigues me because it's like you tape Dynamite and Rampage on the same night and you're going to say both shows have a different look, feel, and different sets. So is it going to be like one of those sets where like Dynamite's in the front and then when Rampage's... Like when when you do that transition, they just take the they they move the set around and then that's rampage. You know what I mean? That'd it's, be cool. They spin it. 
Yes. Like they do at concerts. Like if you guys ever been to like a festival or yeah. something in the states. I don't know. Streams, if, I don't know if that's what they're doing. Anyways, but it's gonna have new graphics, new everything. Um, that new producer, I keep forgetting his name. He touched based on it too. He was recently interviewed, and um, he's excited to to get going. He's been there helping out right now, and he, you know, once the new year comes in. We're going to see a whole new look in how AW Dynamite and Rampage are presented. And that's great with Rampage. But again, we've said it weeks, weeks. TK, we know you're listening. The problem isn't the production. The problem is how it's booked. Book better matches on Rampage and you'll get people to watch. But uh, Which he has been recently, but yeah. it's like stay stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. Just gotta um, be it's supposed to be an extension of, of Dynamite. Right now it's feeling like an extension of Dark Elevation. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um so confirmed is also a weird confirmation. So AW on December 19th filed a trademark for the term wrestle bowl. So that is an interesting one. And it's first of all, spelt, that is dope as fuck. spelt in WrestleMania type. Wrestle that is bowl. dope as yeah. fuck. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, right. And it's in the mm-hmm. category. Both are registered wrestle bowl and wrestling bowl. Both are registered with the intent of covering the categories of conducting entertainment exhibitions. Mm. So I'm not too sure. I have such an idea. So I don't know if this is Okay, so remember, remember, I think this was in 2018, when NXT had like that match during the halftime show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if they're doing something like that? Because Bowl, Super Bowl. Maybe. That's a good Hmm. point. That's a good point. Even though I don't understand why anybody does that, because you're either watching the Super Bowl halftime show or you're watching the Puppy Bowl. No yeah. one watches anything else. This isn't the 90s where we're watching The Rock and Mick Foley in a no crowd match. No, like we're adults. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're watching, and it's Rihanna we're this adults. year. And wrestling, okay? well, I'm wrestling at that point. Rihanna. Yeah, wrestling back then was more popular than it is today. Yeah, so. no. I'm watching Rihanna at the Super Bowl halftime Hell show. Yeah. Or I'm watching Hell the fucking yeah. Puppy Bowl. Like, let's be yeah. for real. Oh, I'm let's not Rihanna. do this. Let's be real. I'm watching Rihanna. Let's be real. <laughs> Sorry. P- puppies are taking a back seat this year. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. No no one's watching wrestling yeah. during the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe maybe yeah. people don't like Rihanna. Maybe they're like, give me some wrestling. <laughs> Yo, fuck Rihanna. Give me some wrestling. Where's this yeah. shit? <laughs> Why aren't they playing the who <laughs> at the Super Bowl? Like, bro, they're 97 years old. Like, I where's... love the who. Right, but I'm here. saying they're old, bro. Like, where's Bruce Springsteen? Where's this shit? I'm not saying they have to be, it has to be Rihanna. Where are the Eagles? I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it was supposed to be Taylor Swift and she said no. So it's like... Where's some good music, you know? I love where's how Kyle just from... named a bunch of bands. Def Leppard, you know, they were a great band. <laughs> Get out of my discography and playlist, Kyle. Rude, real rude. Uh, what's the other news? Is that it? Uh, that's it. That's it. We can go into Dynamite now. All right. So I want to get into AW Dynamite from this past week. And we're starting with a match that, honestly, us as fans knew was going to be good. But we could have never predicted how good it was going to be. And in reality, the, the love the absolute love that it's getting all over social media and all over the IWC. And that is, of course, Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Hikaru. Hikaru Shida. And first I want to say, what a fucking match, right? They These women oh, yeah. had one of the last women's matches that are going to take place on television this year, and they had the best women's match 
at least AEW wise, that is going to take place this year. It it was hard hitting. It was a legitimate match. I, I say this all the time, right? Like when describing like a wrestler like Eel Shirai, right? Like why is she so, or whatever the fuck her name is now, Eel Sky. But like what makes her so good is that <laughs> she's just a great wrestler, right? It's not like, oh, she's a great women's wrestler. She's just a great wrestler. And I think this match showcases that Hater and Sheeta are just great wrestlers that can main event your show. And that crowd, and and I know Jackie said it while we were watching it live together. Shout out to that crowd. Shout out to oh, San Antonio. Yeah. They were there to party. Both they Texas were there crowds to be were... invested. They were there to be hype. And this is what, and I know they go to Texas a lot, but they go way less than they do the tri-state area, which I know is good for us because we go to all these shows. But it's like going to new markets, going to new venues, and giving them new fresh matchups like Hater versus Sheeta showed that when all lined up like that, it'll work because the crowd was super invested and the match was unbelievable. But Kyle, it's your girl. How how proud are you sitting back watching her oh, man. feel the show like that? Don't wanna like don't wanna sound cocky here, but like I kinda knew it was gonna be a banger of a match just because we know how good both these women are. Not even just Jamie Hater, but Jamie Hater has proven that she's like the biggest MVP of a champion since mm-hmm. Britt had the belt, man. It's just she's she's taking that belt and she's doing what she said she was going to do. She was going to be a fighting champion and she's fought with that belt and put on banger for matches. And it's just incredible to see. And both, you know, good for both these ladies for main eventing uh, a dynamite. And not only that, being the top rated matches on a lot of sites on North American soil this year in 2022. And heavily deserved like they absolutely killed it and you know you know what a match kills it when there's that point near the end where there's like a big standing ovation these girls mm-hmm. got it and they definitely deserved it because they not only was it like a great wrestling match it was a good hard hitting wrestling match like they like both like jamie and Sheeta were touting like they're gonna go full out old school joshi in the in this match mm-hmm. and they 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 were hard they they did that hard hitting new japan style from start to end, and they killed it. Like there was so many near falls at the end. I got that left you on the edge of your seat. And Jamie Hader is just she's becoming so so much more popular now as world champion. And again, um, heavily deserved. I I knew there was something special with this girl since 2019, and it's proving it right now. Like she is, well, she's becoming. It, it, I don't know how long they plan on keeping the belt on her. I would hope for a while. Because they could build her to be one of their best champions they've ever had. Because mm-hmm. she is, and I just, it's not even just like she's great in the ring. Like she, the attitude she puts off, like on her promos are fantastic. The, the, it's always like the little things too. Like the way she sells wrestling moves, the way she, her facial expression is knowing where the camera is. Like all these little things attribute to what is a great professional wrestler and a, and a great world champion. She kind of, you know, you know, checks off all those boxes. So, I was so happy with this main event and uh, you know, we got what we got after all the shenanigans and it got to me like thinking, I'm like, okay, like, are we going to get who it's going to be tonight? Like, I'm like, it's and I, I was thinking Thunder Rosa cause it was, it was San Antonio. She didn't end up coming out. So it's going to definitely not going to be Th- Thunder Rosa. Cause like at this point right now, as of today, they haven't announced who it is. So it's literally going to, I, I, I kind of, I want to say it, but then at the same time, like it's not going to be in an, I'm going to be wrong, but like, it's got to be Mercedes. You got to think like all like the little clues here and there with her going to Japan at the same time. Like there's going to be other AEW wrestlers there. 
could she come fly back for the next week and be the the mystery, you know, partner for for Soraya? There's all the history there. There's that little thing that people keep pointing out on Twitter that you know she was handed a ticket for ringside by Soraya. Who's she going to give that ticket to? You know what I mean? Like, is all of a sudden just like Mercedes going to be at ringside with that ticket and you're going to hop the barricade and they're going to have a match or whatnot or you know or is she going to you know Soraya is going to come out. I always get this vision of like Soraya coming out and she has the mic and she talks about that ticket that Britt gave her and you know Mercedes comes out with that ticket. <laughs> That'd be uh, dope. Uh, the other I mean, thing that's cool. So Carrie just texted me saying that uh, the women gained a hundred thousand viewers during their segment. Wow! And unbelievable. It's one of those things oh, that where wasn't it's like true. It wasn't, wasn't true? true. No, Will Washington posted it and then he took it down because um. He said something with the demo wasn't right. Oh, because I was gonna. Well, whatever. Send I'm, that sure, to you guys. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure they like, they oh. gained something, right? So it's like it, it's a step in the right direction, right? It, it's one of those things where it's like we. It's respect. a building block. They gained respect. That's what. Yeah, the hell it's they a gained. building block, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about all this, Jackie? Or finish it up, in... Kyle. No, I finished. Up. I'm good. Go ahead, Jackie. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Jackie. It was incredible. You ornament um, you. <laughs> you're gonna pull the william regal excalibur on me um so you sprinkle cupcake you <laughs> you no, glittery um... ornament you <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's an incredible thing to see because as we know i think this is only the fifth time that we get a woman's main event in aew history and um there's a lot of trust that goes into this getting these women out of the 920 time slot and they could not have picked two better competitors to go with than Jamie Hader and Hikaru Shida. Shida is somebody that has really been an ace in the women's division since day one. Um, most of her title reign was obviously in the pandemic era and she really carried a division in a really difficult time. But whenever she shows up in a match, she shows up and shows out. She is an incredible performer. And I think that she gets a chance to really show everything that she's capable of against a competitor like Jamie Hayter, who has really risen to the occasion um, since her championship win. The two of them really just freaking knocked it right out of the park. The crowd was super into it the entire time. Um, it's hard not to like get like emotional <laughs> as a woman watching this and just knowing um, that we still have a really long way to go in terms of the respect that women in this spot are going to get from the crowd. And um knowing that, you know, it's still regarded as like a throwaway match sometimes. And, you know, you never know what the crowd reaction is going to be, but seeing the crowd really fully embrace the two of them and knowing that they put everything into that match, the hard hitting aspect of it, it was just a really freaking beautiful thing to, to witness. And it's a certain pride that goes into it. And I was just like, I was stunned by the whole thing. And I just think that Jamie Hayter is a freaking fantastic choice for champion. She's killing it out there. Everything that she does from the way that she competes in the ring to the way that she like, she sells everything. Like, like Kyle said, she sells everything through like her character work, her in-ring work. Um, she's just phenomenal at what she does. So 
you know, hats off to both of them. I think it was a killer main event. You go on social media and I didn't see anybody trashing the match. Everybody no. was very, everybody was no, very high on it. Oh, well, you know, the croutons do exist. But you know the, the over- people were trashing it. Who was trashing? No, 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 no. I said people weren't. <laughs> Let's no. get them, get them, boys. Pitchforks like, oh, and then, like you know whatever. Like you know the overall consensus was so positive, and I freaking love to see that. And I think that you know we should see more of that. So I'm hoping that that is a um, a signal to whoever is booking these matches that it's like you give the women the chance. They're going to run with it. Just you know put the showcase on them more because that was, that was freaking brilliant. So well done to them. And I think we Ooh. need to, as a community and as AEW fans, we need to give Sheeta her flowers, right? Absolutely. We've been talking about giving people her flowers. Cause I know that match, the people have been posting the graphic of like all the matches that Sheeta has had while she's been in the company. And to me, like, I know we talk a lot about Serena deep, right. Being this like, excellent wrestler a lot of the wrestlers especially like ftr talk about how great she is and how she's like the top right but as far as people who are on tv every week because sheeta i'm not a sheeta serena isn't sheeta if to me if you have a bad match with sheeta you need to go to the back of the line because everybody has a good match with sheeta even down to people who were still growing like a penelope right they had an awesome match uh sheeta and ty had a great match when ty was starting to hit the rise that led to her eventually facing Britt Baker at full gear, what, last year? So it's like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you want to really see how good someone is in the ring, you put them with Sheeta. And Sheeta's excellent, right? I would, yep. Yet again, we'll talk about, when we talk about women's wrestling, I always bring this up. We need to get that belt off Jade because it the TBS division could be a division where Sheeta basically brings everybody up to her level. Yes. Put that belt on her, that- and then you have her just go on and, and do like, you know, like when John Cena had the U.S. title, right? And he was like the open match challenge, and it was like, who can hang with John Cena? Then eventually he put, I think it was Kevin Owens over, right? So it's like you could do the same thing with Sheeta, and she could put over the next person. Plus, Sheeta beating Jade isn't like, I mean, that would be really cool, right? She's a former world champion and stuff like that, and it gives Sheeta something to do. Jade's well, never beaten Sheeta, has she? I don't know if they've ever really fought. I don't think they've ever fought. So that would be an excellent match. And plus, like, Jade likes to hit hard. And it's and I saw somebody earlier, I think it was Ascended who said it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But it was, like, that British strong style and the Joshi style really mix so beautifully well. Because they're both hard hitting and they both take yeah. it yeah. serious, right? And they both come from companies and countries that allow the women the chance to take it serious. And that's what is so beautiful about having, you know, whenever you see a Japanese woman wrestle against a hater or a Tony Storm, someone who's been to stardom, someone who's been to Japan. Yeah, because that, that TBS belt is it's not doing it's it's basically at this point like it was made for Jade. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't made to be a title for the division. It's almost like it's the it it's it, it, it's getting I'm not I wouldn't say it's getting, it's at that point now. If they continue doing what they're doing, it, it may get to a point where, like, the title is just there, like an FTW belt or, like, those Owen Hart belts that Britt and, and, uh, and Adam won. Adam. You might as well just bring the TBS belt and put it on your trophy case. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't mean anything right now. It's, like, it's not doing anything for the belt. Yeah, I mean, it, her streak is just going on and on now. Like, I think I really do feel like they really need to start 
something or soon. I don't know if they like again. Like I, we don't really don't know what their plan is. Like what happened to the Bow Wow stuff? That we could, did we just kind of forget about that? <laughs> like what? Yeah. Wasn't he supposed of, to like see her soon or like yeah, I don't know what's of, going on with that? <laughs> like, I I don't know. Don't they, know. They're gonna have to do something soon or else that it's gonna get extremely like she's gonna start getting stale. She's going to start getting no reaction because people are just t- kind of tired of it. Oh, so it wasn't Ascended. Hold on one second, Kimmy. It wasn't Ascended who said that. It was Jamazing. Shout out. The best in the world, Jamazing, for saying that comment about the Joshis and the British Strong style. But go ahead, Kimmy. Well, Jay tweeted, I think it was yesterday, maybe this morning, that it's like somebody asked her, because she was doing like a Q&A, and somebody asked her about the TBS title and she like why she hasn't stepped up to the women's title. And she said, you know, these women that are in that main picture have had hundreds and hundreds of matches where I've only had 45 matches. So I feel like I don't deserve it yet. So I feel like that's true. Like, everyone in that, like, an incredible attitude for her to have, right? Yeah. So I understand, like, of course, this is getting stale. Obviously, the original idea was Statlander. She's hurt right now. She tweeted this week also that she's still not cleared yet. But she brings up a good point. Everyone in that main division has been on the indies, has been everywhere, where this is Jade's really first opportunity. I mean, And for having 45 matches in... You can still lose and not have to go for the world title and still have matches to get better. It's just like it's... This mainly talks about the TBS belt and how it's... It's really losing its value to begin with. Like it, 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 what, what, so what's Kyle, the TBS? What's the TBS belt? It's a jade well, belt. It's not I'll, a TV I'll, belt. It's supposed to be a TV belt, but it's not. It's a jade belt. Well, I'll question. Well, I'll question you this, Kyle. If you had to pick someone on the main roster to lose it to right now, who would you pick? We just That's said Cheetah. Cheetah. <laughs> we were just I'm talking sorry, about it for like. We just okay, talked about it for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I told you that my stream she's, was she's, lagging. She's, she's oh, lagging okay. a little bit. All right, yeah, so we said we we said Sheeta. So because we don't, because Sheeta has would have been a good choice. Like, there's other. I think Ty would be a great choice, or Serena. There's women who could beat her, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't kill the the buzz that Jade has going. Well, I know I understand Jade is making the belt mainstream. She's bringing it to all these places that she's going which is incredible and great, but it's a TV title. It needs to be defended frequently, and if Jade feels like she's still and too it is new to be... Doing... It's technically defended every single week, either on The Rampage... TBS title? Yes! It's defended no. almost every single week. Yes, it is! The TBS title? You're drunk, Kimmy. <laughs> you must have I'm lagged really... back six months, because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that shit is barely defended. I'm literally you know what would be really cool though? Joking. You know what would be cool and like I know it would it would be a while, but like just say Mercedes did come in and she was Soraya's partner, right? And then she you know she's an AW, she's all elite, and then they build her versus Jade for the pay-per-view revolution. I could see Mercedes rocking that belt and calling it like the boss strap or something like that, TBS. Something like that, or the boss I championship. Yeah. I can see that. Like they're they can do so many things with that. That would be hilarious. But uh they gotta do something. They gotta do something. Well, I, I guess we'll see what happens in the new year because it kind of looks like it's just stagnant. Like she's defending the title tonight against uh Vert Vert Vixen. Yeah, like, come on. Vert Vixen. Yeah. Who gives off? Which fuck I think about she's going to be signed to the company. There's some rumbling. Which is cool. I, I think I remember seeing Vert Vixen yeah. on like Dynamite. I mean, not Dynamite on Dark and Elevation. She's good, but I don't give a fuck. 
Yeah, it's not. It's, I don't care. She's not going to beat Jade. <laughs> Plus, yeah. we already know by now because those spoilers would have been leaked heavily. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would have saved but, her for, and they wouldn't have had her loss on a tape show. <laughs> Kimmy, any final thoughts on Hater versus Sheeta? I thought it was good. This is why we wait to do our year-end awards for matches like this. Good point. I thought they deserved the main. I thought they deserved the main event, especially because if you've seen the ratings, um, every time they do the elite versus death triangle the ratings drop which is really statistically yes it that's that's mainly why i think they did it they're losing the ratings every time they put that match in the main event so i think this was a smart move especially this is the third time woman main evented this year the last time was for the ring of honor women's championship when diana and mercedes wrestled so i thought this was good good step into 2023 that's a that's an awesome call because when that match happened i was in disney so i don't I don't even remember that that main event because I watched it like the night I got back from the park. Mm. So I didn't even, that's good. And then we had Brit versus Thunder main evented and that was a huge deal when it happened. Seems like centuries ago now. It's so crazy that it happened earlier this year, which is another yeah. thing like it is going to be so hard to pick five or six or seven matches because there's been some unbelievable matches in AEW this year. Like we might have to only pick one FTR like- match. We're going to have like, to like, gonna go be for tough. like 10 matches. <laughs> and listen, speaking of us kind of going back and forth, this is a segment that since this thing happened on TV, me and Kyle went at it while we were watching it live. So oh all God. the kumbaya and friendship is about to end for one segment. because So we get the segment of Keith Lee and Swerve in the ring. Shout out to Rick Ross for completely breaking Kimmy <laughs> by cursing on air. Kimmy lost her mind. I hope I hope Tony Khan is enjoying that half a million dollar fine from the FFC. Just saying. So, I hope he's enjoying it. Why are you Wait, like so, so fixated on that? It, yeah. it just it, it I'm just like saying. it's like the first time you've ever heard a swear word before. Half like, a yeah, mill, <laughs> really? That much? Yeah, half a mil. Yo, Rick Ross, bro, like, don't worry, bro, right I got you. Class. Rick yeah. Ross was hundred percent like, yeah. don't worry, bro. Here's my watch. It'll cover the it'll cover the yeah, fine. Here it is. Um, well, yeah, Kyle, Rick, see, Rick Ross also owns Wingstop. So I learned this in school. I didn't. I think, so Kimmy, <laughs> you're just flexing how smart you are. And yeah, I like, like and I didn't question you about I that. Like, like what's wrong with you? Well, Calm down a little bit. Kimmy, I don't know if you know, no. but on this podcast, we're not about brains, okay? We're about <laughs> liking wrestling because they're attractive. So don't come here with your facts and your smarty pants stuff, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. We're only here because they look good. <laughs> That's why I say brawn painting matches. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody's gonna clip that and post that, and we're done. So, uh, so we get the segment with Keith Lee and Swerve, which leads to something that Kyle enjoys, and boy, did I fucking hate. And we get Parker, whoever the fuck, and some Bordeaux baseball player. Let's get it right. Parker Bordeaux. I got. No, I have no idea who the other guy is. That yeah. guy, no, I could, he's a former baseball. They, they could have just left that guy out, and I wouldn't have cared. So he's a former baseball player that has been training with Jay Lethal on the side. It's starting to come around. I think uh, Sean Ross tweeted about it. Meltzer tweeted about it. a bunch of people tweeted about it. Where the other guy came from, but it's like I love Mogul. Was it Mogul Enterprises? Right? No. Yeah. Um, mogul yeah. affiliates that's it mogul, mogul affiliates. affiliates okay so mogul affiliates excellent name i love that you're giving swerve a group i love that i love that you know finally we're getting to this swerve versus keith lee stuff i love that they're using rick ross because that is 
huge mainstream media. If you guys follow Swerve on any of his social medias, he posted how many people <clears throat> and Parker were Bordeaux. talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to admit, Kyle, you're right. But it's like there, how many media outlets are covering this because of Rick Ross? However, visually, it does not make sense to put Swerve with those guys. It may be race-related for me because, I don't know, I just feel like Swerve wouldn't be hanging out with guys like that. And, it, like, Parker looks like, like, and the other dude look like headbanger type people and swerve is in like the hip-hop world like it, it, it and it's not even like a white or black thing to me it's just like a they look like death metal headbanger type people and i'm sure if ant was here he'd be like well actually death metal people look like all right i'm not in the death metal <laughs> you're judging people how they look that is stereotyping them Listen, how dare I'm, you <laughs> i'm sorry but it, it is a visual business and the, the name is great. Swerve being a leader is great, but I just it, it just hey. looks weird. What is Swerve Rick Ross and then those two guys? But if you if if you know, don't be a casual and you be a smart fan and you do your research, you know Parker Boudreau is affiliated, hence the name, with all the rap community, because my man somehow just knows everybody in the rap community, has pictures with almost every famous rapper out there. And hangs out with them for whatever reason. That's his business. Whatever he wants to do. So it kind of makes sense with the Swerve connection. The other guy, they could have done without him. I have no idea who the hell that guy is. He looks weird. Too many tattoos. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a thing for tattoos. I love tattoos. I got one. Phil's got some. But my my man looks like he should be in like he he looks like an an Egyptian final boss. <laughs> like if you're playing like some dude, sort of like old school dude, Egyptian like game. Doesn't he look like one of those guys who are like in Fast and Furious and like Vin Diesel beats up? Like, or like he should be in like the Mummy Returns. And he's like they're going to explore the pyramids, and this guy's like again like a final boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got like the red glowing eyes, and he's got all the scriptures tattooed on. Him. I just don't get it because the show was hitting so hard, and yeah. that segment was hitting hard, and then that happens, and everybody went, "Oh." <laughs> they're brain, they're kind of based that, like his muscle almost looks like in a way. I guess, but like ah. Yeah. Uh, and then, in defense, right, I'm trying to be a, a, civil. a better person, right? I'm trying to be a civil person. The spot with the, with the, whatever the fuck, what's his? Cinder block. The, the cinder yeah. block. With the splinter, that was dope, all right? Swerve yeah, jumping off the spot. top rope. I don't know how he didn't fucking shatter his ankle. TV magic, right? Clearly, it wasn't a real cinder yeah, it's block. A, it's a, but, it's a, what's it called? What do they call it? A prop? Yeah, it's a prop, prop. but still, yeah. like. The visual of that was cool. I just, I don't know. It's just so weird. It's like Swerve, Rick Ross, and then these dudes. It's That's like, pro oh. wrestling right there. A man jumped from the top rope and broke a cinder block by jumping on it. Yeah. You try doing that in real life, you'll break your freaking leg. Exactly. <laughs> Jackie, you you be uh, the, the person with uh, yeah the, the brain on this show. What Shanika no. said in the chat, too, is the pacing, dude. I think the pacing kind of ruined it. It was a little yeah. too long. Wait, so you're saying the segment that's at 920 is never paced right? Weird, because that's where the women always are. So it's like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> All right, Jackie, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I am i don't have much more to contribute on this segment because I think that was a part where, like you said, when it gets into that portion of the night, I think, like, my brain just kind of clicked off for, for a moment and I had tuned out momentarily. And wow. then I tried to tune back in. No, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> And I tried to tune back in 
and I could not follow what, what like the it. hell was happening. That's the nicest and, way I've ever heard anybody say you're boring. Yeah, you're boring. No, I really just like I could not follow what the hell was going on. Then you heard motherfucker, like, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> And then Cody was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Tony Khan, how dare you? See, that was the other thing. Because when we do, like, by the time I kind of, like, honed back in, it was an argument between Kimmy and Kyle about, the, the, like, they're going to get fined. Oh, my God, Kimmy, shut the hell up about the fine. And then it was just like, you know, it was freaking pandemonium. Kyle's like, I get it, Kimmy, but it's not your money. She's like, yeah, but you don't understand. I learned in class. It's half a million dollars. Hope Tony Khan's happy. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, on the bright side. And I think the wind just sent her into another dimension right now. She's frozen. Oh, no. Kimmy, come back to us. Come into the light, Kimmy. Someone get right quick. Raise half a million so we can get Kimmy back. Quick, someone say motherfucker so she comes back. Hopefully she'll come back to us. But anyway, we've been asking for movement on this. We wanted, like, some movement with keith lee and swerve like their feud to oh, like she's kick back. off she's back. so <laughs> welcome back Jimmy. came back from the shallow oh realm God, how was it so <laughs> oh it was great it was I dark learned. in there <laughs> the poltergeist no, kyle, I get learned. <laughs> kyle i learned that the ffc is gonna sue oh, fuck, here we go. oh, oh for christ's sake sue him now it's not just a fine no more they're gonna sue him jesus christ rick ross <laughs> This whole time, I'm thinking it's CM Punk that Bro, takes the last the, the last four Rock. weeks here in this show, I always point to this corner over here, and that's where I have the bridge material. There's some nice hammers over there, yes, some cinder blocks. Go. You got some wood, some nice it's fine wood. Time. Yeah, some nice fine wood. You're going to build that bridge, and you're going to get the fuck over it. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to go to Canada. It's like snowing pretty bad there, and I hate the snow. So I ain't going there. I ain't saying coming over here. You could come here. You could come here and build your bridge. So yeah, it was a great, it was a, it was an all right segment. I mean, the pacing was only like two to three, you know, the pacing could have been a lot better. So Kimmy, besides the motherfucker, how do you feel about the two guys with Swerve? Are you on my side well, or are you on Kyle's side? Oh no. Um. Well, I'm going to say that this is going to lead to JD Griffey and Shane Taylor siding with Keith Lee to have that six man tag team match. That's what I'll say. Fine with that. You're such a ring of honor, Mark, and I love it. <laughs> That's why she's the host of no honor POV. Exactly. Is no one else seeing this like silver lining over oh, here? I see Am it. I the only yeah. one who's no, realizing this is going to happen? I, I like so it. So who's Keith Lee going to get to fight Rick Ross? That's the um, big question. Fabulous? We're going to bring Fab back? DJ Khaled. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Another one! Only, Another only one! If, Another one! Keith, they do a spot where Keith Lee throws DJ Khaled at Rick Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I just want him to say another one after every punch. I just want Keith Lee to look at Rick Ross and be like, shout out the Pairs. Yeah. <laughs> shout out the Pairs. Yeah, they need to get Rick Ross fucking TV trained up. Oh Jesus Christ. God. This dude yeah. is not looking at the camera. He's fucking... I mean, it looks like he's having a great time, which is what's fun, but... Just fantastic. He just, I know he just, he, he doesn't know the timing of saying stuff. It's just, yeah, it's weird. If it was paced better, it would have came across better. But yeah. it's like they waited too long for Swerve to come out, and they let him. If they hadn't, if they hadn't waited for Swerve to come out, I don't think he would have called Keith Lee a big motherfucker. Yeah, Damn, you a big motherfucker. <laughs> I think that would. You know what I mean? Like, God. Well, then we wouldn't Anyways. have had the title for our show. So. I would have called. Very- 
Hey, Very Twitch, right. Twitch, Twitch won't let me put big motherfuckers. I gotta put holiday special. Yeah, exactly. Um, I told you what to call it, but no one listened to me. Told you so to call then, it WME, Women's Main Event, but no, can't do that. Kimmy, we have to somehow bring attention and raise money for Tony Khan to pay this half a million dollar fine. So we're calling it yeah. big motherfucker. So we can give him all the, the we're gonna give him all the YouTube revenue. <laughs> yeah, all of our YouTube revenue we don't get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All zero dollars. Let's yeah, go. Exactly. Uh, so the next thing that I want to talk about, of course, we mentioned it earlier, FTR versus the guns. And it had a very surprising ending with the guns winning. Mm. Jackie, how do you feel about all this? Aye, how much do you want to fight the Bret Hart supporting guns? Well, the guns gear actually was an interesting combo of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart gear. Wow. So, yeah. Very uh Now was that that was a tribute or is they was that like a tribute or are they kind of rubbing in their face? I think they were the, I think it was a little bit of a shot taken, but Do you, you think know, it was like hey, them. we're going to be excellent wrestlers and also horrifically book a show in the future? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Shawn I loved Shawn back in the day even though he does some questionable things nowadays, but it is what it is. So this match, you know, mm. like we've, we've been building to this for a while now. And, you know, it was inevitable that we were going to finally get FTR versus the guns, the ass boys. Um, and we got it. And we had a surprising finish, which was uh, the ass boys and their shenanigans uh, cheating to get that win over FTR. Now. The match was what it was, but we've been seeing, or I've been seeing at least, a lot of discourse in terms of the word burial and things like that. FTR is being buried because Bury they're, man, going back to the they're, they're being buried because they've been losing consecutive matches, etc., etc. I really need people to uh, take a step back and, you know, separate losses and burials. They are two different things. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes <laughs> losses are necessary in the building of a storyline. Now, yeah, I'm Miro. Not, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Miro. Um, now, yeah. Not, oh my God, I'm not saying that I'm Nostradamus over here and that I'm predicting the way that a storyline is going to be booked and that I know what's going to be happening in the future or anything like that. However, this could be theoretically hopefully fingers crossed building to the storyline of a series of losses shout out to head booker carry for this one a series of losses and then a redemption arc in which ftr makes their triumphant comeback i need people to be freaking patient just nope it's gonna trust, happen in one week trust the process it's like a few losses does not a burial make like, people get, like, oh, three losses in a row. Oh, my God. They're freaking burying FTR. They must be on their way out the door of the company, et cetera, et cetera. Who would ever say such a thing like that? I know. Shush, right? Phil. <laughs> uh, honestly, Matt, Matt you know, like, here, you know, it's, you know, people I'll are like, expect oh, my apology when they're in the match at all out. <laughs> you know, oh, they shouldn't be, uh. They shouldn't be losing to a team like the guns and such. Like, you know, you got to build 
the next generation of tag teams. You cannot, you know, squash everybody underneath you in the process of being at that level. You just can't do that. So just be patient. I think that this is leading to something. I hope that it's leading to something. Um, I don't think that this is over and, and done with. Um, I think that there's more story to tell in a comeback from FTR, not only with the guns, but in just a story arc period. So I'm interested to see where this goes. I don't think FTR is down for the count yet. So y'all just be patient. So what I took out of everything Jackie just said is we know that Tony Khan is the king of long-term storytelling. So based on what Jackie just said, Lance Archer, world champion, 2023. Because nobody <laughs> loses more than Lance Archer. So here we go, baby. World championship. He's the man to be MJF. Let's go. Let's it's a redemption go, story for Lance Archer. Did his redemption story start the second he signed? Yes. But we're here for Lance Archer world champion. I'm sorry. No offense to the guy, but I'll quit watching pro wrestling if that happens. <laughs> just oh saying. Wow. <laughs> I they just, just had like the, the send-off for Suzuki Goon and you're over here burying the guy. See, that's a burial, people. Okay. What's an FTR losing to the guns? It was Kyle and Lance Archer. Who clearly have a match at Revolution. Does I guess. need to be Sorry, world though. champion. He's not world champion material. That's just my opinion. Ooh. Kyle Got grabbed the thing. shovel and he was just like digging and digging. But what do you think of FCR and the guns, Kyle? It was good. I mean, it was a surprise ending. I really thought FTR were just going to like squash him. But, 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 but we forget that uh, the guns are also part. I wish they would. I, I, I hate when there's a faction and they're off like kind of doing their own thing, but they don't represent themselves from the faction i hate when when factions do that i kind of yeah. wish that like they were like i know that like, they're doing like a little rub in the face with their gear but like come out with the firm shirts or something you know what i mean like the firm oh, yeah, right you're right the, the, i forgot the firm, the firm is is, is like is doing big things right now like they're, they're all off doing their own thing but they're all on top on in these storylines like ethan page is kind of you know clashing heads with ricky starks right now then you got Morrissey and uh, uh, what's his name? Moriarty. Uh, Moriarty beating the shit out of uh, uh, was it Jungle Boy when doing the hook thing. And then now you have the Ass Boys with FTR. Like they're all doing their own thing, but kind of represent Dude, themselves from the firm. You know what I mean? They were in the firm. But like Holy the firm God. right now, the firm right now is taking over. They're doing better than they like. They're on top. They're over the JS right now as, as when it comes to, you know, being a top faction in the company right now. So I, I understand at the end of the day, like, you know, like Jackie said, there's long-term story. There's obviously a long-term story between the ass boys and FTR. They've been building it for over a month. Ultimately it's going to lead to FTR getting over on the ass boys eventually, whatever that may be. And however that may be. Um, but I think eventually I, I, I want to say FTR is eventually going to get, they're going to get those tag team cha championships. They're going to, and I don't think they're leaving. I think they're going to get those tag team championships. Um, it could be later down the line. It could be later in the, in 2023. Um, I know that they, they're almost like they, they're going to go on some sort of little break soon. And you know, I, I'd, I'd expect them to have a little bit of a break, man, because they, their bodies must be banged up to shit for what they've done this year. Yeah. Um, like they've had Especially Dax. Like, yeah, he, yeah. It, it's just incredible. And they went through that match, what they did, and Dax doing what he's doing now. 
wrestling with probably still a bruised backside. But uh, yeah, again, lo- long term <laughs> storytelling with this. The FCC is not going to come for yeah. you now. <laughs> long term storytelling with this. I can't wait to how it unfolds. But yeah, I again, I understand when it comes to if you look at it from the outside, the firm right now is dominating every story that they're in right now. That's true. That's a good point. I didn't even realize that. Kimmy, as the world's biggest ass boy fan. <laughs> Why do you like He's a, she's a big Colton Gun girl, you know? Why do you say these horrible things about me that aren't true? Listen, Kimmy, of any of us, I would I would predict that you would be a Colton Gun fan. She's an no. ass girl. Dun, yeah. dun. No. <laughs> she's no. an ass no. girl. No. no. I like no. to kick him. Listen, I like, I like to touch him. <laughs> I like the guns. I am very shocked that they won this match here. But what did you think? I knew so. Okay, so I knew they were gonna lose. I don't want Jackie to kill me, so I'm gonna be very careful with my words. Never kill you, Kimmy. Very careful. I just hurt you very badly. <laughs> I think they are going to leave in May no. or June. Well, okay, that's your opinion, Kyle. We all know that your opinion seems to be wrong on this show. Anyway. Yeah, just so... like yours 80% of the time, but alright, go ahead. <laughs> finish your finish your statement there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. You can't even think of an original joke. Hee <laughs> hee. So I think the FDR. I wasn't even trying leave. to joke. That joke would be to kick you off this show. <laughs> Talking to producer oh my here. God. Oh my god. <laughs> you can do that. I'm so affected. <laughs> So I think that FTR is going to leave. They're going to go on a beautiful run of the indies. And this is just going to be a downward spiral. I'm losing. Please don't kill me. Okay, let's move on to the next segment. (laughs) I hate to say it. I agree, Kimmy. All right, so next up we have. (laughs) Oh, my God. We have the Elite versus Death Triangle in a segment that, according to Kimmy, no one gives a fuck about because it's losing ratings every week. Thanks, Kimmy. Okay. Just no. burying Kenny Omega. I'm not burying Kenny Omega. What I'm saying is, is at this point in the game, I just think that we all know how this series is going to end up. And since we've seen this match five times, that people want to see something different in their main I don't. event. Give me, give me any combination of these six men every week for the rest of my life, and I'm good. I'm happy. I'm a simple okay. man, and I have... And I have simple requests, and that is Kenny Omega versus Buddy Matthews on fucking TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but no, Kenny Omega and, and Pac and the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks, like any, I'm down with it. Give me every, give me all that every week, please. That match was incredible. Another great match, another great story. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know they're going to come back, especially, I was it on, did they cut a promo on TV or was it on BTE? I get them mixed up nowadays. I think you would you could have predicted it when they said last week that the last match was going to be a ladder match. How do you not know it's going to go seven at that point? Yeah, exactly. But they were talking <laughs> about when the Cavs came back on the Warriors and, yeah. and they have the NBA and NBC. It's very heavy NBA influence, which yeah. is like clearly the elite's going to win. But maybe they don't. You know, AW likes to throw – maybe they lose to Death Triangle or whatever. But, like, it's the matches are so good. This is where wrestling fans to me, right, are fucking – annoying because it's like if i told you we were gonna get this match six months ago you'd be like fuck yeah let's go this is gonna be incredible now you're getting it seven times in like a month and a half who gives a fuck bro it's 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 like 
an exhibition. If you were like, hey, you're going to get to watch a LeBron James ran team versus a Kobe Bryant ran team in a fucking best of seven series, you're like, hell yeah. Uh, we don't even have to go that. If I told you right now we were going to get Argentina versus France seven games in a row, people would lose their minds. Right. Because in sports, best of sevens, like three or four games happening in a week. We're getting it like once every week. <laughs> exactly. So like it, it, like just enjoy the show. Enjoy the great <laughs> wrestling. Don't listen to Kimmy and talk about ratings. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'll stop with my stats. You know, maybe I'll just stop talking at this point. Why don't the three of you oh, just go thank on God. the show? Don't, don't listen to them, Kimmy. Jesus, Kimmy. CM you Kimmy tell me Punk. to go. Well, you tell me to go last every single you're really, time. You're really living this. the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know why I'm making you go last every time? Because your connection is going bad. I want to make sure you're there before I go to you. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. This ain't my first rodeo there, CM Kimmy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what? This Jesus is ridiculous. Christ. Well, Kimmy, I'm going to you first now. Give me okay. your expert analysis on the match Hopefully that the you did not enjoy. <laughs> okay. So should I get my notes like Daniel Garcia does on VTE? Do it. Which, by Do the it. way, Do show it. me the notes. Oh man, I don't have a piece of paper. Over so, here. Kimmy, as you can see here on these notes, as you can see over here by these notes, guys, on the trilogy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what did he do? You know what, Kyle? You're an asshole. No one likes you. Um, I'm glad you're sick for the holidays. So Jesus, Kimmy. By these um wonderful. I expect an apology here. after that. That was rude. <laughs> what? Do you hear what you tell me every day? Jesus. Did the I say you POV wish you were sick conference. for Christmas? Jesus the elite Christ! The POV press conference over here. Kimmy over here bearing hangman. You stepped Kyle over Masters. the line. Holy shit! Oh my Fun god, Kyle. bring it back, bring it back. I am so sorry. Thank anyway, you. as you see by these wonderful notes here, the elite heading strategy in this match, there was some blood, you know, I don't know if that was in the cards, but you know, it happened. They had such a great match. We are now moving into a falls count anywhere. This was a great way to open Dynamite, get the Texas crowd electrified, and it was great. Woohoo. <laughs> and back to Kyle with our sports. <laughs> ah, Kimmy, you're the best. Even when you're not. I know you I still am. are. Oh, don't get don't don't say yes. You're just ruining it now. Now you're the worst. Kyle, give me better expert analysis on this match, please. Well, I'm not gonna sit here and wish people were sick for Christmas, but let me <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Grinch over here. Yeah. Forget and I'm in green. Kimmy McScrooge up there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways. I'm in a Santa hat. Uh, well, he could have fooled me. False accusations. False. <laughs> False accusations. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, God, well, I, I, I can't get enough of this series. It's going to be uh, unbelievable. This one, we got the no DQ. You know, we got the weapons. We had a freaking using a, a Christmas tree in the ring for Christ's sakes. Like these guys oh, went absolutely nuts yeah. with this one. And you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're doing, at least they're doing a good job. Not giving us the same exact match every single time. Like we're getting wrestling moves. We're, you're going to see the same wrestling moves in every match with whoever it is. Warlow's going to go out and do the same thing every week. If he was wrestling every week, like what are people expecting? Like these two, these, these teams are at least trying to do different things in this match. So like it's, it's, I, I thought it was incredible. And the next week we're getting a false count anywhere. Who knows what part of the arena they're going to be in when the, this pinfall happens. They're going to go everywhere. They're going to jump off everything. 
There, yeah. there, there could be a spot backstage where they jump off, where Nick Jackson jumps off something or, or whatnot. It, it's going to be interesting. But next week's falls kind of anywhere. It depends where this fall is going to be. But uh, And it's going to lead to the ladder match. We know how crazy the Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers get in a ladder match. Oh my God. Now you're adding Pac and Kenny Omega and that yeah. Kia Forum last match. It's, it's going to be great. I, I'm having nothing but fun with this, and this was nothing but fun. It was it was awesome. Can't say anything more. Kenny looks absolutely fantastic. Um, oh, I hope yes, next he week does. he. I just hope next week he takes it easy a little. I want to see a little bit of ease with Kenny next week because I want him to be 100 first Wrestle Kingdom match the following yeah, exactly. week. So I uh, mean, if you guys saw his match on Dark this week, like yeah, he was taking some bumps. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! So I, I can't. Like, Kenny, I, can't I know wait. you're healthy, but like ease up a little bit. For the love of God. Because, like, Pete, the world's been waiting for Kenny and Osprey to go at it. Like, this is almost like the passing of the torch kind of match. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Osprey's trying to become the Kenny of New Japan when Kenny was there. So, like, what better way than you have uh, these two go at it in a Wrestle Kingdom match? Like, this is this is it. This is the, the match. So, God damn it, Ascended. He popped me. He said, yeah. we want our wayward son to carry on. <laughs> what you did there? That's good. That's good. Jackie, what do you what do you think of all this? I know you're a huge Kenny Omega fan. I am. I am, and I'm like, I'm pining to see him get back into the singles run. But for now, this uh, this best of seven series has been killing it. And like we said, they were they were gonna have to find different ways to level it up, and level it level it up. They did. Um, towards the end of that match, we saw that freaking bloodbath. Uh, with Death Triangle going in for the kill post-match. Um, and the Elite were pretty bloodied up. So I'm wondering if that's how it's going to keep escalating as the matches go on, if they're going to keep getting more and more um, violent and, and crazy and stuff like that. But um, we know that they're going to have to do something because uh, if that is, in fact, the way that things are trending, where people are going to start like tapering off in interest slightly because it has been stretching on, um, you are going to get the diehards that are going to love it no matter what. But maybe there are people that are like, hey, you know, we've seen it for a few weeks in a row. So then go watch like- the motherfucking Fed. This company uh, ain't for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this company ain't for you. I want Kenny Omega every I- fucking week. I don't and, care who he and faces. So do I. And so do I. But I'm just saying, like, you know, in, in terms of like, you know, you want to bring it to that next level. And I think that matches six and seven with the stipulations are going to bring that next flavor into it. That Ooh. are it's gonna like that that sabor is sabor. gonna come into yes, is gonna come into mm-hmm. it and it's gonna light it up. So be ready. <laughs> And then be ready for the House of Black to come out right at the end of that match. Exactly. Stare Man. down the winner and set up oh, the pay per view uh, match. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Ascended is pulling the, the ant. He says, say it again. So that Sabor is going to come into the. Sabor. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But I mean, all in all, an incredible match and definitely something to look forward to. And for all those people who are changing the channel when that match comes on, yeah, I don't know, out. bro. Go don't watch Rhea wack. Ripley beat up Tozawa. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. This ain't the company ain't for you. <laughs> And, and you know what you're acting like? A bunch of raggedy bitches. Because we yeah. need to talk about this Danielson promo. <laughs> you and, raggedy and the, bitch. The, the thing that stole the show. That actually, people at first were like, uh, what? like the firm came out to interrupt Danielson. Um, but Ethan Page versus Danielson is going to be fucking awesome. And we get Stokely Hathaway continuing to be a just absolute gem on television. Calling Brian Danielson a raggedy bitch. Kimmy, I'm going to you first again. 
Okay. What do you think of him? Do you think the FCC should also find Tony Khan for him to no. say a bitch? No. Oh my god. It's just if you say fuck, because I'll explain this to you and Kyle. I don't care if you shut me up about it. You can mute me. I don't care. So basically, you need to take thirty percent off there, child. <laughs> no. So basically. After 10 o'clock, you could say that because, you know, there's this rule. You know, children are still watching TV. They don't want them to get affected. They don't want them to curse. So if you say it before 10 o'clock, you get in fine. If you say it after 10 o'clock, you A-OK in the books of the FFC. So what if you call someone a raggedy bitch? Is that like a $10,000 fine? No, that's fine. You don't get fined at all. Oh, so kids can say bitch then? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Not my kids. Wow. (laughs) How dare you? um, are you gonna? I'm gonna teach I know when I was young, fuck bitch and fuck were like in the same category. Like I couldn't yeah. say either. We couldn't. I couldn't say either. either. Like I said, shit, and it was like, mouth. hey, where's the belt? So you're saying that on television, a little young Jackie can hear somebody say maricon, and that's okay. But if they say fuck, it's over. Um, sure. Anyway, I love this segment. I think Sokley Hathaway is a gift to society, and it really sucks that WWE really couldn't find anything for him to do because I think he shows every single week how talented he is. I think the whole thing about... I almost swallowed my gum out with an issue. So, I, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I almost died. <laughs> That's karma for me yelling yeah, Kyle. That is karma. There you go. Oh, I hope you're sick. Let me swallow my gum. There you go. Jesus I Christ. Choked. I could have choked. I could have died. The whole thing. I wouldn't have made it to Christmas. Um, I think the whole thing that they're feuding over, um, um, Stokely calling Brian like a vegetable man is also kind of funny because, you know, he loves his vegetables. But yeah, I'm excited for where this is going to go next. And I'm happy I did not choke on my gum, guys. <laughs> she survived, y'all. Jackie, what do you think? Oh, I mean... The segment in itself was entertaining. The banter between, I think the banter between Stokely and Danielson stole the show more than it did from, from Ethan Page, honestly, if we're being for real. Um, but yeah, overall, like it's just gonna, it's gonna stall Danielson on his way to MJF a little bit. You're gonna, cause we've been wondering how they're gonna potentially stretch that out. Um, in terms of Danielson, put, you know, getting to MJF and maybe waiting to Revolution for that. So if there's going to be some roadblocks on his way over there, this may be the way to do that. So yeah, it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah, people forget how long it took us to get to MJF and Punk, right? Like that was months of build just yeah. to get them in the ring together. So like Jackie said, I'm sure this is a way of getting it, getting us off off course a little bit. But what do you think, Kyle? Everything was great. Um, I'm still, I, if they do have something planned for him, that's great. But I figured they would have pushed us ahead two weeks and had, you know, this important of a match being this basically a number one contenders match for Danielson's hometown in Seattle, which is the first yep. week of January. So maybe they have some bigger plan for him in that week. I don't know if not, it'd be, a, I don't know. Just to me, it's kind of like a big miss then because they could have, this is going to be a big match. Right, they both want the world title. They're gonna face each other to see who gets the world championship or who gets MJF next. So basically, is a number one contenders match without labeling it the number one contenders match. So why not have that in Brian Danielson's hometown where he's gonna get the big reaction? I don't know. Just to me, it seemed weird they they pushed it to next week and not two weeks after. But uh, great segment though. Stokely Hathaway is just gold on TV. Not sure why he was ever let go from the other company. I think they could have used him. 
well on the main roster. They give them a lot of cool stuff with him. But uh, you know, they're uh, lost. One, our game. one man's trash, another man's gold, I guess. But uh, we we definitely are. They're using him fantastically with this, and then even it's not like Ethan Page needs a, a like a, a voice. Ethan Page, when he does that projection, like yelling type of promo, he is one of the best at doing yep. that, and it, it it's so good. And he doesn't stumble over his words, and it comes across as legit. So Ethan Page is this was great. The whole whole segment was great, and Danielson clapping back, and it was great. I loved all of it. I have one request for that Seattle show. I need a Danielson main event, and I need Aubrey to be the ref. Yeah. That's, that's what true. I want. Yeah, that's true. And I know people were mm-hmm. like, fan service. I don't give a fuck. Rise of Skywalker is my Do favorite it. Star Wars movie. Fan service me the fuck up. Okay. Dude, they're going I to Seattle. It's the first show of the new year. The first change for Dynamite. It's in a big arena. So, like. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I just. Give me yeah. Danielson. For, and then with Aubrey. And then at the end, I want him to hug. Give me it all. I don't care what anybody says. That's what I mean. They could give me. I don't know how the, the ticket sales are doing, no but they could have improved that. I think they could have improved the ticket sales if they had it announced on this Dynamite. Then in two weeks, it'll be the number one contenders match in the main yeah, event exactly. of Dynamite. Yep. Ethan Page versus Danielson. Yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know why. Maybe there's going to be some shenanigans we'll that, that push it back a week. I mean, Ethan Page maybe they attack him up. before the match. <laughs> no, like they sh- maybe uh, the firm yeah. attacks Danielson. Yeah. And then that's what sets up like an even bigger, like they, they get it even more, which is listen for, we've been saying the entire year, we want more Ethan page. We want more Ethan page on his own without having, you know, Dan Lambert, like that seemed other also seems like it was years ago, but it was just in the beginning of the year. Um, so we want him to get a chance to shine. He's getting his chance to shine on national television. And he's about to have a match, whether it's next week or in two weeks, yeah. Against he's in the two feuds. wrestler of all time. <laughs> I just realized yeah. he's in two feuds. He's in feud on dark and TV. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, to to have Ethan Page not only wrestle the best wrestler in the world right now, but potentially the best wrestler of all time and Brian Danielson, like that's only gonna make him look better. Even if he obviously he's gonna lose, but like it's gonna kind of showcase him in a in a higher light, which is really cool. But speaking of great promos, I want to end the show with this. So we get Ricky Starks opening dynamite which leads to Chris Jericho coming out, which gets me nervous, but also gets me excited, right? Because <laughs> seeing Jericho work with people elevates them to a main event level. Um, but you're afraid that it's going to end like the Kingston thing, the yeah. feud, which kind of was messy, but it could also end in a good way, right? It, it could end with Jericho putting people over like he did with MJF, yeah. um, which would be a lot of fun, but it's like, I thought the, the segment where Ricky Starks was incredible. Um, anytime you put Ricky in a position where he has to baby face it up in a promo, oh, he excels so much. He is such a natural born baby face in the best yeah. way, right? Like yeah. you would think somebody who dresses like him, who acts like him would be more of a heel, but he's so good at getting that crowd behind him. He's so good at saying the jokes that we say to each other as friends every single week on this it's show. It's almost like right. The Rock, though. Like, the 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 the, the, the parallels are, are incredibly similar. From yeah. Like, when The Rock mm-hmm. was a bad guy dressing like that, and when he tra- was transitioning into, mm-hmm. like, the popular Rock, it's almost the same thing. Like, he still kind of dressed the same way. Him, I'm going to make a very bad joke. Are they going to call him The Rick? The Rick. <laughs> the Rick, oh, but my God. It's, I think it's smart, though, to, <laughs> to do this thing with Jericho because I warned you. 
now that Ricky Ricky was hot going into that world title match, if you want him to stay hot and stay on top, why not put him in a yeah. few with a main main level guy and Chris Jericho? As much as people, some people won't agree, he is a main level guy in the company. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of the main level guys are off busy doing something right now. So in the meantime, have him do something with Jericho to keep him on top. And that's the one thing too, like no matter how much we try to fight it, Jericho will be on TV every week. So it's like if we have to see Jericho every week, Ricky Starks is, as an opponent is going to be unbelievable. Like it is going to be so much fun because they can build an entire feud with just promos and it will be fire every week. Because you know Jericho is going to come with that heat next week. Right, because Ricky Starks beat him in this promo segment. You know, Jericho's going to try to come at him hard again, which is only going to keep elevating and making Ricky Starks better. But Jackie, you like a well-dressed man. What do you think of this segment? <laughs> the and segment the was crazy really... about a sharp-dressed man. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the um, Kyle's like a human jukebox. Everything you say, he's got a song for it. But no, the segment was great. It was um, every time that Ricky gets going roasting somebody, he comes with some insults that just pop the shit out of me. He told Jericho that he was built like an air fryer. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> I forgot about that. And I'm like, when you think about what an air fryer looks like, he ain't wrong. And then he said he looked like, <laughs> he said he looked like a single dad on his fifth divorce, living his best life. Um <laughs> Wow. And I'll, I'm I mean, just like, he, he came for his whole life. And I'm like, he's a baby face, but he's not corny. And I love that about him. Because it's like, sometimes baby faces lean in that direction where they're coming for somebody and they're just really, they're really lame about it. But Ricky just brings that heat and Jericho sells it so well. Like the, ins like the insulted look on his face is just perfection. Like he just went full tilt like what the hell did you just say about me and it was like it was great but um yeah he wanted uh ricky to join in on their little faction which he now um got the the, the crowd to chant that they were a bunch of jass holes oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he was like you can have that one for he's free like yeah they can have that one for free they you know you're welcome there's just so much about like there were so many golden moments of that whole promo that you know ricky just he nails it on on the microphone so going into a into a program with jericho is going to be really great for him because jericho as much as we love to just be like oh here we go again jericho is also money on the microphone and he can really sell um that going toe for toe with somebody like ricky so that's going to be interesting so now the two of them potentially having that match um, it's going to put Ricky into good graces in terms of keeping him in the spotlight, which is what we need to keep his momentum going. So I'm here for it. And for the last time in the show, oh. I want to get the opinion on Ring of Honor Girl, because oh. of course, Ring of Honor Girl, Chris 5, 4, Jericho 6, gotcha. is a former Ring of Honor world champion. So that means Kimmy should be very much siding with Chris Jericho in this. What did you think of this promo segment? That's got to be the only reason is Jericho. <laughs> oh, not because yeah. of who he runs with either, because <laughs> somebody else was there. Like, did with you some, just see with some Daniel goggles? Garcia? Like, did you see his sunglasses? It was giving they so weren't goggles? vintage. To, no, they were sunglasses. It was giving oh. vintage 2000s, all black. We're mourning the Vin loss that he lost the pure title. <laughs> 
<laughs> Listen, I was born in 2001, so you know I was. Louis ready to go for a 2000. swim. <laughs> He's got some nice God, goggles. You're so young. Some, some sick goggles there. <laughs> Listen, Kyle, be jealous. Anyway, I thought this was. I thought it was fun. I think that we see every week why Ricky Starks is one of the top homegrown talent in AEW. I think that now that he's passed his injury issues, his neck's okay, we moved past Team Taz, like, he could really shine on his own. And I really don't know why they put him with Taz, because, damn, he could cut a promo. So I'm excited to see where this leads, and I hope for a really big 2023 for Ricky Starks. But, yeah, this was fine. Daniel Garcia was there. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, uh, wow, Jimmy. Jimmy. I love that guy. <laughs> wow, yeah. Oh, you don't fucking say you don't say. We've never heard that before. <laughs> Jackie commenting in our chat. <laughs> Kimmy said the 2000s are vintage, are vintage and my hair just, my went, hair just white. went white. Jesus Christ. I was like a full-ass teenager. <laughs> Nate, Nate said I need life alert now. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Kimmy. I'm so sorry. Guys, I was only a month old when, like, 9-11 happened. If that's going to make you guys feel like Jesus Kimmy, that's your reference? So much happened in the early 2000s. You're like, fucking 9-11, bro. Let's talk about 9-11. Because that's what people refer me to. Because I'm, I'm technically a 9-11 baby. That's what I've been called, like, every year. Like, I've gra- like my graduating class, it's always called, like, the 9-11 babies. Because we're all born in 2001. Frankie Bebop says her hips hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thank so you, sorry. Kimmy, for making us feel very old. On this show right here, and making Kyle feel like kind of old because Kyle's young too. Kyle's a young, young, handsome boy. Ish, I'm a young ish. oldie. The young oldie, exactly. He ain't that young. Come on now. Well, as a reminder to wow. everybody, we are still working on our list, but now with the year coming to an end, uh, and like we said earlier in the show, why we're waiting is because we're getting matches like Hater and Cheetah that we're absolutely going to add to our list for matches of the year we have to kind of structure everything so the first show of the year which is january 6th what a great day to do a show right <laughs> nothing's ever happened on january 6th aye, aye, aye. is jericho gonna show up on our show i don't know who knows maybe who knows maybe <laughs> he will right uh so we have the elite pov awards coming january 6th first show of the new year so make sure you guys a lot of big things to, on that show. a lot of big things happening on that show including Make sure you stay to to our social media at lee pov on twitter okay on twitter we have a new logo coming um that's what kyle's referring to but uh, stay logo. tuned to twitter so you make sure you get that um google document so you can make your voice be heard and vote on this because of course as a reminder we talk a lot of shit on this show but the award show is what you guys think and we will yell at you when you get it wrong we did it last year I'm sure you guys would fuck something up this year but um <laughs> it is your voice so we want your voice to be heard and we want your opinions to be shown t- in the forefront so make sure you stay up to that google document patreon.com slash pov we're talking about changes we have a lot of new shows coming to the youtube channel with bonus content coming to elite pov the bonus content will be where we are interacting with you guys so maybe uh like for example me and kimmy's show We'll rank the stuff that you guys want us to rank in pro wrestling. We'll put that on the Patreon uh, so we're able to get that stuff for you guys. Um, Colin, Jackie, have a great show coming. There's a lot of great things lined up. Patreon.com slash ElitePOV to support us, to keep us moving in a positive direction. Shop ElitePOV.com. Great merchandise, I said before. And we're available on audio platforms. 
Yes, we are. Anywhere you guys get podcasts. If there's somewhere that you guys listen to us, on uh, listen to podcasts and we're not on there, please let us know. We will try our best to figure it out. Anchor uh, it does a great job of kind of distributing everything evenly. So, um, <laughs> Isaac saying he's Puerto Rican, he's used to the yelling. <laughs> I, listen, I yell. I'm just a loud person. I'm going deaf slowly, <laughs> right? Especially after Kimmy's comment about being so fucking young. I'm basically in a retirement home right now. So thanks, Kimmy. <laughs> no problem. Always here to help. Yeah. So Kimmy, uh, since you talked shit earlier, I'm going to you first. Tell everybody what you have going on and where to follow you. Um, I have a lot going on, but you know, that's way too much. So just follow me on Twitter, Kimmy underscore Sokol. You'll see all the stuff I do, including that it was just announced while we were podcasting that on February 25th, the Titan Championship Wrestling, the Goddess of War show that I'm involved with, they're actually making a trading card for me. I'm going to have a card. Can I get one? Can we order them or is it just one? Um, I could talk to the dude and see Yeah, I want one, please. We, we want, want the four. hookup. We need four made. Got it. Let's go. So yeah, I have a card. But yeah, just follow me on Twitter and you'll see all the stuff I do. And um when I start doing conventions in twenty twenty three, I will vlog. Um I was supposed to do it at icons, but it was way too chaotic and R V D was, you know, being R V D, so I couldn't do it. But I promise the both more stuff as it will be R V D. Yes, and 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 Kimmy, I'm gonna need you to start vlogging like this so we can put it on TikTok. <laughs> like this. No, not but like then this. it looks so weird. No, because that's not, it looks weird on the YouTube all right, all right. like this. But we're not putting it on the YouTube. It's going on our TikTok because, of course, at Elite POV Clips on TikTok, we're promoting that. We're trying to build that brand over there. But Jackie, let everybody know where they can follow you. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at loveyoumake24, and you can follow me on Instagram at jacksadrawpov. And make sure you guys go on all of your streaming platforms and buy Jackie's favorite Christmas movie, which is of called, which is of course called oh. Christmas at Abuelas. Please make sure you go support that great Christmas movie. Or Cucarachas, the Cucaracha no, Stole Christmas. Cucaracha stole favorite Christmas. Christmas movie is the Cucaracha that Stole Christmas. I can't stand you. I was waiting all show to say that. I knew I was going to say prob- that. I, I know you probably were. And Kyle, yes, let that, know. That's not a real movie. Don't. It's don't. a real movie in yeah. our hearts. Okay. <laughs> oh, just to let you guys know, uh, Tyler Perry is of course starring as Abuela in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Nate said that his is the Christmas chunk. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Uh, don't Bring fo- us in strong, baby. Don't follow me. Follow the podcast. All at Elite POV on Twitter. Make sure you guys are going over to YouTube. Jeez, Kyle give us some, out here. Make sure you guys give us some love to on YouTube. YouTube is going to be a big platform for us in 2023. Yes. So that's youtube.com slash elite POV. Subscribe. It's free. Hit the like buttons and all that stuff. Share it. It's going to be a big platform. Make sure you guys are following and subscribing. So that's about it, though, for me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another great episode of Elite POV. And remember... You don't need a hat to wear a cowboy. I was going to make a joke, but I couldn't think of it fast enough. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye.